I'm Stephen. And I'm Allison. This past summer, we moved our four kids, three dogs, and a fish across the country from small town North Carolina to the valley in Los Angeles. Join us as we try to keep our sanity with late night chats, snacks after bedtime, and together we'll find peace in the valley. Well, good evening, Allison. <laughs> How are you? Mm. It's a tired night in the valley. Yeah. For sure. I've already dug right into the snacks. Good job. Yeah. I mean, they're hard to resist. Right. We have moved on from Halloween candy. That's not to say there isn't still some in the house. Mm -hmm. Because as excited as our children are to gather them, I guess we should be happy that they're not like super into eating it all like right away. Like, but yeah, then, then it just drags on for yeah, I was about to say, by Easter, we still have pumpkin-themed <laughs> candy in the house. Mm-hmm. Easter Bunny is, is a heavy recycler. Um, just kidding. I don't think we've ever done that. No, but, but I've never been in one of those moms who, like, limits the number of candy they can have per night. Like, you only have two pieces. Because I'm just like, I really want the candy gone. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a night where you just eat only candy, just eat the candy and let's be done with it. Yeah, because this stuff's got to go. You only live once. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're not eating Halloween candy tonight, but I did want to give a plug to uh, a local uh, a local uh, bakery mm-hmm. in our area, uh, the Tarzana Cafe ba- Bakery. Mm-hmm. We um, happened upon them by chance. We were going out to eat for lunch after church uh, not long after we got here, mm-hmm. and um, we found a little deli. A famous labels deli, by the way, which is also great. We're just gonna be plugging on. <laughs> just gonna plug the whole also neighborhood. Also very good. Yeah, yeah, also really good. And it was right next door to Tarzana's uh, Cafe Bakery. So, uh, just seeing that, seeing it there as we were leaving, I just got really. I don't think homesick is the right word because I mean it's not like small town North Carolina is necessarily known for its deli bakeries and stuff. But a fond memory I had of the town we left was a place called Main Street Bakery. Mm-hmm. and um, all the nice pastries and stuff they made in-house there. So I was like, oh, it's a bakery. Let's go in there and see if they have cannolis or something. Um, please forgive us. Our dishwasher is currently draining right now. Um, Which is if a you good hear thing. That the it hasn't been. Yeah, yeah. We've been having flood situations. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, ankle-deep water, water. Yeah, you know, just, just life in the valley. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, so we went, went into this bakery. There's tons of sweets in there. And and really wonderful people too who work there too really nice people and so uh, we have some a, a small assortment of bakery treats uh, most of which are cream puffs yeah yeah which are really good <laughs> and fantastic so they are that's what we're that's what we're snacking on tonight mm-hmm. feeling really fancy going from laffy taffy to bakery cream puffs just wait next week we're gonna have that. $10,000 gold leaf ice cream or whatever it is. Wow, that's awesome. And then we'll put donuts in the microwave. <laughs> super donuts. Super donuts. You want to tell them about super donuts? Because I'm curious if any of our listeners know about super donuts. Because I yeah. I didn't know this until you, know, okay, until so you told like me. If you, I don't know if it's everywhere, but definitely if you grew up in Georgia um, and you're of a certain age... So, 
I'm 33. I know the people a few years ahead and behind me had the same experience. So um, every year, you know, you had to take like your standardized test in elementary school and stuff. And we took the ITBS. And um, I loved it because I'm a nerd. And so the Iowa test of basic skills, what's not to love? Right. I was like so pumped for ITBS time. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm going to rock this. Ladies and gentlemen, mark the date and time. That is the nerdiest thing I've ever heard my wife say. <laughs> you, most of the nerdy stuff is going to come out of my mouth if you follow this podcast. But my wife being, as the kids could say, a stan. Yeah. For the ITBS test is, well, I'm just so in love with you right now. Yeah, yeah, I really loved it. Um, and so, but part of it, part of the ritual anyway, was like that every time you took the ITBS, they provided you with breakfast um, at school, you know, because they wanted everybody to be like, you know, nourished and whatnot for yeah. The ITBS, and they you get didn't, that sugar high right before you start filling in the. Yeah, they didn't trust your parents to give you a nutritious breakfast. Well, to be fair, and I mean, they wanted to cover their bases too. I imagine. Yeah, I think what's funny to me about it though is like that they made this big deal about how you really needed to eat like a well balanced breakfast and like all this <laughs> stuff, you know, and like acted like none of us were capable of doing that on our own because we would just eat like frosted flakes but well, they are great yeah and they are great but what they would service instead is um grapes which okay, okay. that's good and a super donut not just a regular donut a super donut okay. a super donut and the super donut was a donut that came in a little bag okay and it was heated up, and so the bag would be like, you know, um, it would have condensation on the bag. Because oh, it, yeah, it okay. Heated up, you know? All right. And so then the donut was, like, moist, um, and it was, like, had the flavor of, like, a cake donut that had been soaked in syrup is how I remember mm. it. That does sound And it was delicious. delicious. It yeah. was really great. I loved Super Donuts. I loved the ITBS. It was just like everything my little elementary heart could want. I think if I had had a giant cake donut soaked in syrup I, for breakfast, I think I could take on the world after that. If it could feel like, or at least Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I thought that was just like a thing of, uh, you know, cafeterias in Butts County. Which is where I grew up, by the way, guys. Yeah, Butts County, Georgia. That's a real place, by the way. Yeah. Um, Fans so, of Stranger Things. Right? Yeah. So Sorry, anyway. Another topic. Um, I thought that was just the stuff of Butts County. But then, um, you know, when I grew up and graduated to Facebook, I realized that there were lots of other people throughout Georgia who had that same super donut experience. Mm-hmm. And then at some point... I think on one of the times I was living in Uganda, I just started craving super donuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, simpler times. You know, it's not. I don't it's, know. It's not laughing at you. No, it's just it's it's just interesting. The things that come to mind. You know, you're on the other side of the world. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I could really go for right now, an elementary school snack. Yeah. During standardized testing. Maybe your body was just in tune with the stress of the situation. 
or anticipation because you were really looking forward to this. So. About it. Yeah. I don't know. You know, other people who were living overseas were like missing things that they ate a lot at home. You know, they're yeah. like, I miss. Some people say Chick-fil-A, although Whatever. that's not. Never mind. You know, they miss their thing. And I start craving something I haven't had in decades. <laughs> Why? I don't know. So Nostalgia cravings. That sent me on like an internet search. And you can actually buy Super Donuts online by the case. Um, I found they do them. continue to serve schools across the country to this day, I don't think they? so, yeah. And um, For you, Super Donuts. Yeah. So I like looked them up and they were like, yeah, that's, we're the ones, we're the ones you had back when you were a kid. It's actually called the Super Bakery. So, the Super Bakery. Um, if you want to look it up. That sounds right up my alley. You can go to um, either superdonut.com <laughs> or shopsuperbakery.com. Well, if we don't end up doing an episode where we're eating super donuts, then what's this all been about? Yeah, you know, I'm going to be really upset if we don't order. (laughs) (laughs) If we don't order some of these super donuts soon. So they come in a box of, uh, let's see, how many are in this box? Mm, 40 donuts per case. Okay. And um, they can stay frozen for 12 months. So, you know, it's like... Okay. I say we do it. Now, how big, uh, from your memory at least, how big are these donuts in comparison to your average Krispy Kreme donut? Or. Well, they're that size. I mean, they're like this size. So they are standard size yeah. donuts. But it's they're not dense. Like, but they're, okay. You know? Like a dense cake donut. Yeah. So that is a super donut. Yeah, it is. Okay. And. I hope they're everything I remember them to be, you know? (laughs) I just have this, like, big fear that I've made them, like, ITBS high, and they're really, they're not going to be. Promise me something. All right. If I get you super donuts to do (laughs) for an episode. super donuts, oh, man. Mm. That we video you tasting it for the first (laughs) time and putting it on the Instagram page. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll give you all the time in the world to prep for it. Yeah. I won't make you, uh, I don't, your, your late night peace in the valley time yeah. self, you know. Okay. So I get that's to okay. like put on makeup. And yeah. Stuff, if you want saying. to, if you want to do that, that's fine. I won't, I will not make you go, you know, non-makeup onto social media if that's not what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I want to say that's not what I would want to do, but in reality, I'm non-makeup about 75% of the time. And so. Well, you're incredibly cute without makeup anyway. I appreciate so. you. Um, it's a good thing you think that since that's hey, what I look like most of the time. That's how I see the world. That's how I see you. This is how God made my face. <laughs> so, you know what? If he wanted me to have a different face, he would have given it to me. Yeah. Well, that's what you have. This says the girl who has purple hair currently. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the way God made me. Okay. <laughs> God didn't want me to have purple hair. He wouldn't have made purple hair dye. Okay? All right. Checks out. Theology checks out. Yeah. Don't. Don't look that up. Don't look that up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't cross-reference that, Um, anybody. But anyway, so yeah. So Super Donuts, I really feel like should come in a future episode. Yeah. No doubt. Um, It's going to take a lot of discipline for me not to try to tie that. To some superhero themed talk. 
because mm. I know that would be a long episode for you. I have really a, no idea what you were saying when I interjected with Super Donut and then we got off on this rabbit hole. Well, we were just talking about um, food at that point. Mm. I don't, I don't know. Think we haven't even scratched the surface of our serious side of conversation. Yeah. Uh, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> um, our non-food related conversation. Right. So we haven't done that. But um, I don't have as much of a rigid format as I did last week with certain questions and stuff to ask. But tonight we just wanted to um, talk about dreams. Not so much what happens when you're sleeping at night. <laughs> Although, if the conversation takes us there. <laughs> sure. Why not? Why not? But really more like um, long-term aspirations and things we want to achieve. And and um, just we want to share those together with each other. And, um, you know, once we're done, we would love to hear from you guys, too. And just like kind of, you know, what 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 are you dreaming? But also, you know, what's in the way of that? Like, why can't that be a reality? Um, yeah, I think this started um, as a conversation between you and I when we were talking about getting this podcast started. And we were saying, like, well, one, we've wanted to do that for a while. Yeah. We've, like, mulled all these ideas over in our head for a long time and then haven't, like, pulled the trigger on it. And we started talking about actually doing it and getting really excited and that brought about this conversation of like what do we wish we could be doing what would be our dreams and then what are the things that keep us from doing that and that's like a longer and weightier conversation than we can have in between helping kids with division problems yeah for sure so instead we're gonna have it with you all listening (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think one thing too that's um then encourage you, especially, I mean, I say especially if you're married. I mean, you know, if you are in a close relationship with, with someone um, to have these conversations together, because not only does it really push you to consider, you know, what steps do you need to take in life, but also kind of reveals, it might, you know, it might reveal blind spots about yourself too. Um, and you know, things maybe you haven't considered, you know, that, that sort of great mirror, um, in a way. Yeah. And I think like sometimes just doing life together, whether it's in marriage or just in your family or in your close friends and stuff, like, um, you can just be plugging away at the day to day and you forget to ask each other, like, what are you, what are you dreaming about? Like what gets you excited Um, And I think that's a big question we want to ask each other is like, what gets you excited? Um, Because for a lot of our marriage, like we've had one big thing after the next, you know, it's like right after we got married, we decided to go to seminary and then we were adopting and then we were adopting and then we were adopting. (laughs) Yeah. And that re- that track got hit on repeat a few times. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we were coming out here and now we're kind of settling into life here and we're like, okay, but what's getting us excited right now? 
Right. Um, and I think that's where we want to revisit. Yeah. So. Well, can I ask you first? Sure. Or go for it. Ladies first. <laughs> Allison, what could you? What would you do if you could do anything? Well. In terms of <laughs> dreams. It's, it's like weird that I feel like um like I don't have an answer uber ready since we've been talking about this for a while but I think um the simplest answer to that is if I could be doing anything um what gets me excited right now is like I would love to be writing um I really love to write and I feel I feel so much more equipped to write out my thoughts than I do to ramble right now on a microphone. Um I you know, as cheesy as it may be, I I put so much thought into like my Instagram post and things sometimes and like um just writing those things out like I just so long to be able to put more of that out into the world um and in some more cohesive format and I don't know what that really looks like for me like what's my ultimate hope would I would I want to be writing a book would I want to be maintaining a you know, a thoughtful blog, what I want to be writing articles to be published. And that is a question I can't fully answer. But I just know that I really wish that I could be spending more time intentionally putting my words on paper. Okay. Um, before we move up with move into our follow up question on that for you. Um, if I can take a moment to encourage you on that. You know, one thing that you know, I would have kind of laughed with you with, you know, your comment about, oh, you know, I take all this time to, you know, appropriately articulate and curate my Instagram posts and stuff. <laughs> but, you know, 10 years ago, that would have been funnier, but the world is changing. Yeah. Um, and the way people consume uh, their content and also the place it, for better and wor- for better and worse, where people go for their inspiration and encouragement and stuff. And so, people like you, you know, make those spaces better by taking that time and using that channel, even though that's not your end game. Um, you taking advantage of that in a way is kind of like growing where you're planted in a sense. Like mm-hmm. you're not wasting that passion, you know, you're, yeah. you're using it where you are until the next opportunity may arrive. And so, uh, yeah, I admire that about you, you know, it's a joke between us and I don't even know if he'll ever listen to this, but, um, a, a college friend of mine and, and pod fellow podcasting friend, Jared, um, has made very public observations on my social media accounts that I could really stand to just outsource all of my social media posting to Allison because whenever her and I try to make the same statements, uh, mine are usually a, a giant muddled mess and lack, uh, hardly any articulation, the, the articulation that, that she carries 
with uh, her compositions and stuff, which um, I, I, I completely agree with and own up to. Um, so anyway, no, I, I really respect that. I wish I could, I wish I had a way with words like you do um, in the public space, um, especially someone who is interested in ministry and teaching and preaching and things like that. I'm like, wow, you know, I, I uh, wish I could connect with people the way you do. So I'm excited for every opportunity you might get to advance that further. And I think that's one thing I've witnessed in your life is people coming around you, you know, like in their own ways, um, you know, encouraging you in that endeavor too. like, um, if we had started pre-orders, you know, <laughs> when you came home from Uganda, I, you know, I think we could, we could have, uh, done a lot there, <laughs> uh, just in, in, in relation to the interest people had and, and hearing your thoughts and how much they appreciate your writing and stuff. So, yeah. well, you know, I think as like kind of a introvert who desperately loves people, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like I'm in this weird spot of like I love, love, love people, and I love, um, I really love being transparent with people and sharing the hope of the gospel with people and all those things, but I also like really struggle sometimes in. Um, big social settings, really great one-on-one, um, not so great in a room. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I have this desire to get these thoughts and things out there. Um, but like, I couldn't really stand up in front of a group of people the way that you could and say the things, but I can write them out and then send them out into the world, you know? And so um, it's just this way to, for me and my personality to still fulfill that desire to, I don't know, to, to spark joy and hope and encouragement in a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So I think actually before we ask me the follow-up question, I want to ask you this question because <laughs> I think some of our barriers and things are going to overlap. Okay. Um, so, Stephen. Yes. You. Now, this is tricky for you because I'm a dreamer. I'm a constant dreamer. And I know our personalities are different yeah. in that way. But this, this question terrifies me, dear listener. <laughs> Stephen, in five years, where do you... <laughs> Stop it. Don't, don't you dare use the phrase five years with me. I will hit stop on this right now and go to bed. Okay, okay, okay. But for real, what, if you could do anything right now, if, if I could ask you, what could you be doing that would make you really excited, what yeah. would it be? Um, well, yeah, so Allison alluded to this. She is a, a consistent and deep dreamer. Um, I, I am not, um, at least not on that level. Um, so this, so, you know, I, I joke and we laugh together and it, and it's great. Um, but, but I do, I wrestle with this question, um, because, and I might be blending the what's in your way with, you know, with, with, with what I'm saying and all this and stuff too. I'm, um, I don't, I don't know how this is going to come out. Um, but it's, it's hard for me, I think, because I, I tend to focus on, on the immediate goal to be accomplished right in front of me um 
too much um, to not extend enough energy into the broader picture of things. And I'm pretty, pretty easygoing to go along for the ride on someone else's big vision. Um, but tasked with uh, seizing and articulating my own can be really intimidating. That being said, um, I don't have a fine specific vision for what it would be, but I know what it would involve. Um, part of it involves what we're doing right now. Uh, which is podcasting, which I know that sounds silly. Like, Stephen, your dream is podcasting. I, I can establish a little bit of context to this. Um, well, you know, I think it's important to note here. We're not saying, like, your dream career or whatever, right? Yeah, like, I don't want to be like, Joe Rogan or anything like it's that. It's just, your, like, a thing you could be doing yeah. that would make you excited. You it's know? a thing. It's not the thing. Right. It's just yeah, an aspect right. of life that you wish you could be doing. Um, one thing I've really enjoyed is in life and in conversation with friends and family, honestly, is just kind of getting in the weeds on a subject that I'm passionate about, you know, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of close friends of mine will know that, you know, movies is one of those things. Um, uh, you know, a very small subset of friends of mine, you know, there's a time in my life where wrestling was one of those things with professional wrestling, but that's just a hobby of mine, um, since childhood. But the thing is, is, um, when I was in college, I was a broadcasting major and I worked in radio then. And um, it was a small Christian school. And I was not fully coming around on God's call to ministry in my life at that time. I was kind of trying to have it both ways, where I was like, oh, I could do something that, you know, honors God and it doesn't have to be vocational ministry, which I'm now old enough to realize that is a perfectly acceptable thing for plenty of people. Um, but when God calls you to do something, you know, you, you kind of need to obey that. Um, so what I was doing in college was, uh, I was an announcer for our student run station. I held a lot of different jobs while I was there in school. And I think the thing I enjoyed the most was not just like talking about music with people, but really like finding, finding the Lord in the things that we were presenting and drawing that out and explaining that to people and Mm -hmm. using those opportunities to, to share the gospel with people. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is what I like to do is, um, I, again, this is where I wish I was Allison and could articulate things better because I'm afraid I'm going to sound like a, like a Wiccan or something. Um, (laughs) but no offense to what I'm just like, like new agey or something like I just like to find God in the world around me and Mm -hmm. show and lead people to him in that. All I can think right now though, I think because we've been rewatching it with the kids is Pam in the office when she's like, (laughs) I feel God in this chilies tonight. tonight, And so, um, yeah, you know, God gave me this Dundee. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's like second, second drink. Um, anyway, yeah, no, uh, you know, that's, that's a great episode, but, um, really though, um, I like finding and analyzing whether it's pop culture or life around us or something, um, and seeing, uh, God's presence in that Mm -hmm. draw pointing, you know, revealing himself to people, um, and and talking about that while still engaging in the very thing that you know the very creation 
that came from, you know, people that God inspired, you know, because God inspires creative people with their creativity. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that would be, that would just be so much fun for me to get to do that all the time. Yeah. And I mean, those are the conversations I love to have with you and even were some of the first conversations that like attracted me to you, right? Where it's like just hearing you talk about the things that you, um, you know, were passionate about and how, um, you incorporated, um, just your understanding of God, um, through those things. And that's what I loved about you from the beginning and still love about you now. So, um, I would enjoy hearing you do that more. Mm. You're sweet. Sweeter than a cream puff. <laughs> but not as sweet as these other desserts that Rosemary picked out that we don't know what. Parsley. Her name is Parsley. <laughs> right. That Parsley <laughs> picked out. That seemed to be. Yeah. More if we can, soaked in syrup than a super donut. Yeah, well, you know what? It's the concentration. So we're going to pause and go back to uh, snacks again for a second here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, one of the things we did at the bakery was we, we let each kid pick a snack out. So how can you go to a bakery counter and not let your children just point at random sweets and right. put them in a box? Exactly. I am the uh, cheap folding chair of parents were i'm like sure kids you can get something yeah i know we have a lot of halloween candy at home but mom's in the <laughs> car this so is fresh let's start piling in the this is homemade stuff yeah um but yeah she picked these that really like densely sweet and i should have what they are i don't know what they are either and naturally she ate one and definitely gave the it's just all right for me dog face Mm -hmm. and and these things are small they're like smaller than donut holes Mm -hmm. and like allison said they have like the syrup concentration but they're smaller so the syrup tastes maple syrup either it's just like simple syrup like it's like sugar water soaked yeah yeah i don't know it's not great, and that doesn't reflect poorly on the bakery because mm-hmm. everything no, sure else, everyone else got. To be like, yeah, but yeah. Just just the me. existence of that tree. I mean, maybe if you were like a be. black coffee drinker. Maybe. Um. I'm gonna have one more and be done for the night. All right. I'm gonna try to trying to be good, ish. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, I was thinking about that. The idea that the things you were saying you want to be doing are the things that made me fall in love with you, and I. Um, I think that's another aspect of what I wanted to talk about is that, um, I think God wants us to be dreamers. Like he made us for that. He made us for being passionate about stuff. You know, so often people are just going through life, like really not excited about anything, (laughs) you know, and, um, I don't, I don't think there's any evidence that that's the way God wants us to live. And I think we come alive. We're most, we are most who God made us to be when we're doing the things that excite us. And so um, I think God wants us to be dreamers. And I'm, not just dreamers, but people who go after those dreams. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think... Mostly, we need to stop holding back. So, with that in mind, yeah. the next question is, 
what keeps us from doing it. <laughs> mm. Okay, well, I, I can go first this time, I guess. Um, yeah, what's keeping me from, from that? Um, a lot of things, I guess. Well, I don't know if it's a lot of things. It feels like a lot of things. But <clears throat> the overarching one I could say is time, I mm. think. Um, mm-hmm. To do what I want to do, and I'm sure you can share in this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, our life is busy. <laughs> um, it, it, it always just is. Just a bit. Just a bit. And then there's the children. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, that that's busy. And, and really logistically to do what I'd want to do, um, I would, this is not an excuse, but I would require some prep time, which would involve, like, if I'm talking about, you know, say, like, pop culture things like movies or television, mm-hmm. so it would require time to actually consume that in a, in a critical way where I'm actually paying attention to it and I just have it on in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, dedicating time to that and um, preparing that and, um, and also, too, like... Um, I'm going to try to find a way to describe this, but the, um, the gospel side of that, it, I find that I can be really easily emotionally impacted by the, um, like the social media intake I have of say like critiques of Christian culture. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not critiquing the critiques. Yeah. Like, I think we need that. We, you and I have learned so much from that and we need to keep allowing those voices to be a part of our life. The problem technologically speaking though, with algorithms is if you engage with one voice saying, Hey, evangelicals are really, you know, sorry, (laughs) I'm trying to. Um, dropping the ball <laughs> on this, mm-hmm. um, the you engage with one, then you get ten more posts like that, and um, it can really be overwhelming. And I feel like my mind is maybe a little more impressionable than I give it credit for with consuming those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then what I find that it does is instead of sharpening my mind and softening my heart to wanting to do that, it starts to kill my passion. Hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that that's their fault, but if I'm finding that's what that's doing to me, I need to distance myself from that um, in terms of volume. Mm-hmm. And when I say volume, like how much of that I'm consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... I should stick my head in the sand when it comes to things like evangelical accountability in today's culture and stuff by any means. I'm not saying that at all, but um, I can't get so overwhelmed um, and obsessed with those topics that I lose sight of the goodness of God that I'm wanting to share with others. Yeah. I think it's really important as we're like trying to learn from some of those voices or reading books and we're trying to be good listeners to people who've experienced hurt in the church um, and all those things that we um, separate critiques of um, the church and even church culture from um, 
from from actual critiques of God <laughs> and yeah. his character. Yeah. Um, you know, who God is remains the same. Who he is to us is not arguable, <laughs> you know. Right. We, we know who God is to us. We've experienced him. Um, and so I think we have to make sure that we're separating those things um, and not clouding um, our excitement and joy in who God is um, when we're when we're kind of listening and learning about those other things. Yeah. But that actually ties into one of the barriers for me, I think, is um, as I'm just continuing to learn, um, maybe areas that... Um, that I've been taught wrong in the past um, or just my ideas and views are shifting. I'm like, praise God, my ideas and views are continuing to shift, that God is making me more like him. Um, but I think I, I, I am very afraid um, of saying the wrong thing. I'm really yeah. afraid of having written out something that wouldn't be true or that would be harmful or hurtful um, or that I'll completely have changed my mind on 10 years from now. Um, and I think that can keep me from doing anything. I get paralyzed you know, and a lot of, I think there's a lot of similarity between what I'm saying and you saying like you just, um, you know, you know, you lose your joy and passion and, um, wanting to express those things and I get paralyzed <laughs> in my fear. Um, and it keeps me from saying anything. Um, but I think that if we're acknowledging that, um, knowing God and, Loving him and being loved by him is a process. It's like, I mean, our marriage is a process. Yeah. The things we would have said to each other about each other, about marriage, when we got married in 2009, <laughs> are so different and silly even, some of them, I'm sure, from what we would say today, you know. But it doesn't make like our young love wrong or you know it was just we just didn't know it was the love we had at the time yes we we said what we knew we know a lot more now you know um and would we really have appreciated 12 years down the road when we were newlyweds like right that perspective when we had not walked into that yet you know right so I think, um, you know, we have to give ourselves the grace to grow and keep changing and be okay with putting something out there now that might change later. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't, I don't say that to be like, be careless with what you put out into the world because still want to be like super cautious that we're telling truth and that we're not being harmful to others. But like, I just th- think we can't be paralyzed from saying anything. Yeah. I think you, yeah, have to be bold enough to make carefully prepared, you know, statements 
but still make them. Mm-hmm. And also be humble enough to know that there is room, humble and gracious enough to yourself too, to know that there, there is room and and expectation even that you will change with age. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you will evolve like a caterpillar into a butterfly into something completely different. Mm-hmm. But you know, you'll grow, and and everyone who grows changes somehow. Mm-hmm. Um some ways more recognizable than others, but, but that is, um, that is common, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not a bad thing. Yeah. So like in terms of our like sanctification and being made to be like Jesus, like, you know, we didn't know everything we knew about what it meant to follow Jesus the moment we got saved, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a process of growth and change, and we're still his children, mm-hmm. as you know, still co-heirs with Christ. But, but our understanding of things grew yeah. and continue to grow. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, I think it can be scary though, because you and I might have that conversation. Like the growth is good and normal, and um, we have to give our past <laughs> selves grace. Um, but like we live in a culture that can sometimes, um, just, um, they can discredit everything that you say because of something, of one aspect of your life, you know, um, that you got wrong. Yeah. And so I think, um that is kind of scary to navigate in the world too. Um, it's this fear that really putting yourself out there opens you up to someone exploring all the ways that you failed. Um, and so I don't know for me, that's something I really think about a lot, you know, and I know ultimately, I mean, even this Sunday at our, um, local church that, um, our pastor was teaching on that, like this, um, not letting others define you or even yourself, like define you, but that God defines us. Um, and I know I shouldn't let the fear of how other people would define me, keep me from pursuing the dreams God gives me, but it still exists. The fear still exists there. Um, and it can be hard to navigate a world that maybe is not full of grace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I want to say, well, if something, maybe even that I've forgotten, you know, some failure in my past that I've even forgotten came to light that I would just humbly repent and seek forgiveness for maybe wrong thinking or whatever, but, but what if it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, yeah. what if the damage is already done and then everything that I've ever tried to say, um, to profit the kingdom is discredited, you know? Mm. Well, um, you know, God's bigger than that. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean it's 
this situ this hypothetical situation would be a painless endeavor, but um, you know the lasting effects of people um, and their legacies mm-hmm. um, still remain, even if they don't. Um, and you know, obviously, case by case basis, depending on who we're talking about in a situation like that. But but also, you know, there is a certain rabidness of certain corners of the world Mm -hmm. that are graceless and uh only kind of seem to thrive and get excited on seeing people fall from grace Mm -hmm. and um and you know we were talking about my insecurities with critiques of evangelical culture and stuff before and and um if i were to think about it like in that context Mm -hmm. like Sometimes when those criticisms or things come to light, some figures do a worse job than others of being accountable to that behavior in the first place. Yeah. And I would hope that if I'm ever put in that situation as the target, that I would be humble enough to be accountable to the people who I need to be accountable towards and just not I don't want to say not care, but not worry about the opinions of people beyond that, because there's a certain point where no amount of humility and, 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 uh, repentance, because that's not what some people are even looking for. You know, does that make sense? Like, I think, you know, if you, if you sin against someone, you fail people, you know, you should be humble enough to admit that. And, and seek reconciliation mm-hmm. with those people on yeah, their I think, part. Though too, we have to account for the fact that, like, if you're in some sort of public light or leadership, that there's more people impacted. Sure. You know, than just like maybe the direct circle, right? And so yeah. there's a larger sphere of people that you need to seek forgiveness from. Right. You know, but I do know what you mean. Like, that's not always the objective. It seems in public um, outrage, you know, is that it maybe starts in this good place that we need transparency and we need accountability in order to, um, I mean, that's, that's part of repentance. And so we need that. And in order to heal from past hurts and traumas and, um, we, we have to have transparency and accountability. And so those things have to be called out. Mm-hmm. But I think we also can't lose sight of what the gospel is, which is a redemption of our sins. Right. And so we can't just say that, well, we can't say anyone is irredeemable. Right. Because that flies in the face of the hope that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I I really struggle with just like fear of (laughs) fear of failure, I guess, which is funny because I think we not funny. Ha ha. Um, but you know, like we talked about that some last week too, just my feelings of, um, 
maybe that I've failed our family before. And so I think, um, yeah, man, that seems to be a real issue in my life. It's like this fear of failure and letting people down or letting myself down or letting the Lord down, (laughs) Um, which is kind of a silly thing to even say because I don't think the Lord's ever like disappointed with us because that would imply that he's somehow surprised by our shortcomings. Right. You know. That's fair. Um, and he's certainly not. Um, but that's an area where I just really am praying that the Lord would um, set me free from that so that he can um, hopefully use me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, um, I don't mean for this to come off trite or anything like that. Um, um, and it's certainly not replacing the, um, you know, the work of the Lord in your heart and your life and anything either. But in terms of addressing that fear, kind of like I alluded to last week with those same sentiments is, you know, if we, if we embark on some kind of endeavor together or alone or whatever if we just try to keep close to our hearts why we're doing it Mm -hmm. because that can be a clearer compass of our success or failure Mm -hmm. than how it's received or poured into by someone else Mm -hmm. um because you know we have some listeners here which is great it's not gonna you know it hasn't blown up you know (laughs) anything like that but i didn't start this i didn't get into this with you for this to blow up. I wanted to have some time with you to talk uh, after the kids went to bed and we're like, Hey, this would be fun because I like to do podcasting anyways, and maybe something will come of that. And if so, awesome. If not, that's okay. Cause that's not why that's not my primary motivator in this anyways. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, would just encourage you that when you write things, just remember why you're doing it. And if, if what you're seeking to do with it is accomplished, then that's more important than the other things that might make you afraid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, easier said than done though. And easy for me to say, yeah. Like if it was my thing, I'd be like, no, Alice, you don't understand. This is scary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. So aside from, time um and maybe how the things that you consume might shift your focus are there any other barriers that keep you from pursuing your dreams um i mean i guess this still might fall under time but Mm -hmm. but that wasn't what i meant when i said time is devoting the time to actually dream Mm -hmm. i don't do that yeah Yeah, I think that's a huge one for you. Yeah. Is that you don't let yourself dream. Yeah. Which is like part of that is such love from you is that you have this like mentality of caring for us. Like you're like just focused on the next thing that the kids need from you or the next thing that I need from you or the job you have to do. Um and you forget to give yourself time just to dream about the next thing um, and maybe what God is going to do with you and all of that. And you, don't, you just don't give yourself that t- 
time. And that would be my hope and challenge to you is that you allow yourself that time. Like, that you don't always have to come straight home, you know? We're okay. We'll survive. If you take an afternoon to go get coffee and sit by yourself or meet up with a guy and chat about it and just really give yourself a minute away from us to dream. Yeah. Okay. Do it. <laughs> you dream right now. <laughs> that is my that is my new task to complete. Dream. I check it off my list. Oh, babe. Is there uh, anything else that you didn't get to uh, that you didn't get to explore in terms of obstacles in the way of your dreaming or dreams? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's just the practical stuff of just not really knowing how to start um, with that. Um which I kind of alluded to in the beginning of just not really knowing what that would mean for me. Um, and, um, and then another thing for me as just a creative is, um, that's something that I have to just work through is finding my own voice in writing. Um, and so, you know, when I write in short stints, I can do that well. Um, and, but sometimes when I know, like, so when I write uh, you a love note on <laughs> our anniversary, you know, I, um, I can write really well <laughs> because I know it's for you and not putting it out into the world, you know. Um, but I think sometimes when I think on grander scale, like, I can um, struggle with a little bit of, like, imposter syndrome. You know, I want to, like have a voice like someone else that is already likable in the world. <laughs> um, and I've done that with other creative projects before too, um, that sometimes I'm afraid to put my art out into the world. And so I make art that looks like art that's already out there. Um, and I can definitely do that with writing too. So I think um, something that I'm challenging myself on personally right now is like, um, just writing short little things, even if they never leave my phone, um, that are just my voice, just really just mine, um, that I'm not copying the creative voice God gave somebody else. Well, that's good. I, um, <clears throat> I can certainly identify with the imposter syndrome though. I mean, you know, you're inspired by some people mm -hmm. and then you know you um they make you they, they you know inspire you to want to do things and then before you know it sometimes you feel like you might be replicating them and mm -hmm. the things that you want to do and I've even you know come across that in podcasting in the past and sometimes because I really love what I hear other people do and I don't want to rip anybody off but I'm like oh that's such a good approach and let me try that and you know and then you're like well what am I even doing but no, I think uh, your resolution to that is really good. Mm -hmm. And um, thanks for sharing. And thank you for challenging me with this conversation tonight. It um, wasn't nearly as scary as I thought it was going to be Yeah. for me. 
Yeah. Yeah. When we were getting started, I was thinking about like, how much should we share, <laughs> you know, and, um, in the interest of vulnerability and like, as the Instagram people say, um, I might delete this later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we might cut this later. Um, and the interest of vulnerability and transparency, you know, like we got set up to record last night, um, and we had technology issues and stuff, but we were already kind of gearing up to have this conversation. Um, and the technology problems and the fact that this is a hard conversation for you and I to have yeah. ended in tears. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it was a little raw. <laughs> you and I can be so different in this. Like, like I was saying, you know, I'm such a dreamer, always have the next big vision in mind. Um, and you can be so, um, so focused on the task at hand. And, um, and sometimes I feel like I'm, um, I'm missing really knowing your heart because you don't, you don't, I, I feel like don't let me into your dreams, but in reality, I think it's that, you don't let I yourself don't let dream. Me, I don't let me into my <laughs> dreams either. So you're not alone. There, you know? um, and so, you know, I obviously have to work on not letting myself, you know, like I can't keep my head in the clouds all the time. Right. Um, and I need the team from inception to visit me when I sleep tonight. So it can, <laughs> somebody can access my dreams here. <laughs> Um, Sorry, I make jokes when I feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but, you know, so I cried it out, ugly cry at the bar last night, and then turns out the conversation was good. Yeah. And when she said, says bar, she means bar in our kitchen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't go to a bar and cry it out. No, just this one. You know, some people just like think the sandwiches have moved to California. And so, you know, I just. Yeah, I got just, purple I, hair and now yeah, I cry at bars. Right. Yeah. You know, so just yeah. little context every once in a while. Just let people know we're really not all that different. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty much who we were when we left. Yeah. Pretty much. We're just a little more comfortable talking about it. Maybe. I don't know. I've always <laughs> kind of been out on Front Street with all you the You have been. Yeah. I'm growing. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I mean, I could stand to hold some stuff in. Yeah. We complement each other well in in healthy ways. Yeah. So. That's why it's like probably all the fear shouldn't go away from me because some of the fear is healthy for (laughs) for keeping my every thought. Sometimes fear is what keeps our hand from touching the stove. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and me from blabbing every single thought I have. That's what you have me for. Yeah. Just get all those ideas out. Yeah. Now. Just just don't post them. Right. Just text away. It's and like I do. Like a champ. Do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not trying to rush us out the door, proverbially speaking or anything, it's, but uh, do you feel like we've covered this topic sufficiently tonight or is there any more you wanted to explore with it i guess just one more thing i'd say is that um 
you know, you said that time is a barrier. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to just make time. Yeah. To make time to dream and pursue those dreams. And, um, and especially I'm thinking of parents and stuff like, um, like we want to, we want to cherish that role that God's given us and cherish our kids and the time is flying by, but like, don't lose yourself. Make sure that you're still giving yourself time, um, to pursue the things God has just for you. Um, because parenthood is like in in the intense way that it is right now when there are four children in our home is a phase of life, you know? Yeah. Um and um you don't wanna lose you don't wanna lose yourself and lose lose the ability to dream for yourself in that. Um yeah. and and then for middle agers like us <laughs> Um, not to believe that you're past the point of new dreams. We actually were talking about that this week. I remember when you sent me um, that Facebook meme that was like, what um, what movie are you defending like this? And it was like a really <laughs> long. Um, oh, yeah. It's this picture of, a, like, of like a photoshopped iPhone that was like three feet tall yeah so representing a really long argument that you could type out yeah and so you asked me what movie am i defending like that and i um i told you the rookie and oh yeah (laughs) and you were like dennis quaid solid film yeah and you asked me you know why and i told you like the short version because we don't have three foot iphones um and one of the things that i would say is that um i love that movie because it just reminds you that it's not too late to pursue your dreams. Yeah. Um, and I think, man, we need to know that in our thirties and in our forties. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, I'm sure too, like, it's not too late to pursue a new dream. Well said. Well, babe, thank you mm-hmm. for really brighten it i was i was gonna try to say like shining this conversation you know like like a jewel um so you see everybody this is why allison's the one who who has the words not me um no really thanks for thanks for this conversation tonight honey yeah it's been good yeah thanks for stretching outside your comfort zone yeah you know it's uh you know it's good for me every once in a while so i don't cramp up personality wise so I think in the next episode, um, or next at some point, <laughs> in the near future, uh, one of the questions or several questions that we've had is kind of sharing our adoption story this month is, um, adoption awareness, um, month. And so that's something we've definitely thinking about sharing with you guys and, um, we always like want to share that story with an abundance of caution yeah. um, so that we are protective of our kids' stories um, because they belong to them. Um, but I do think there's still a lot to share about how God shaped us and our hearts um, throughout the course of these years. Um, and so there's some definite stuff that we want to share with you guys. And so if you have been wanting to know about how our family grew and, um, 
yeah, how we became <laughs> the Sandridge Six, <laughs> then tune in to future episodes and we are going to be talking about that. And um, if you this is your first time joining us, feel free to go back and re-listen to episode one and all its pilot episode glory um, <laughs> on every every level uh, where we discussed Allison's time as a LuLaRoe retailer and uh, talked about Halloween candy as well. Um, we are uh, online on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Peace in the Valley Podcast. So uh, feel free to follow us there. Uh, message us. We're pretty responsive. Uh, for that kind of stuff and if you have any questions or feedback for this episode please reach out to us we love hearing that and uh, any questions or suggestions for future episodes or conversations or if those of you who know us want to know want to hear us tell certain stories you know kind of stuff just just reach out we're uh, we're open books so uh, we'd love to share more of our life with you um, so have a great evening everyone we'll oh, the see feeling you next comes time to me again. and uh until then, I hope you also find peace in the valley.